Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned for today's message. Enjoy, and God bless. so grateful to be here with the Restoration Church, and I am so happy to bring the greetings from the Restoration Churches of India, and to you, amazing people you all, and because of your offerings in villages, three churches we planted, three pastors are being supported. And each pastor is taking 10 villages. So 30 villages you are influencing. God is so good. And his people have the heart. Every child of God will have the heart of mission, mission heart. That, you know, untold millions are still untold. India is such a country. 1.3 billion people. We are the most thickly populated country in the world. China is number one, but India is number two, they say. But India, according to the statistics, they say two. But India, whoever give birth to the babies, they don't. They don't give, they don't register the names. Only 70% maybe they register. So 70% of India is 3.1.3 billion people. If everybody, everyone registers, it will be more than that. So mostly we are the number one. By anyway, by 2020, we will become the number one country in, in the world. <clears throat> so many people, they need to hear about the living God. India has 300, like a three, 300 million gods. 300 million gods. Like a US population is 300 million, I think. So that many gods, so-called gods in India. Every animal is a god. Every tree is a god. Rats are gods. Snakes, serpents, trees, pig, fish. Everything is God. And when you see, you know, worshipping the elephant like a God, monkey, a God, everything is God in India. And you cry when you see this because they need to hear about Jesus. They need to hear about this living God. And all these so-called gods are dead and that's the end of that gods. And I was one among them who was not you know, can I share a picture? So I was one among them who do not know about Jesus and worshiping the so-called gods. So welcome to, to the land of this country. 
the, my nation. And uh, my ministry name is called Faith Welfare Society. All we do is touching the lives and transforming them. When you children of God, when you touch, you know, the life will flow. So that's what happening. We started in 1984. And by 2017, I just want to show what God is doing. And, <clears throat> and I was one among them, do not know about Jesus. And I was, when I was a little child, I was seeking for the truth. I wanted to know the truth. And I was a devotee of all these gods. And I, my name is named after a goddess. Pandari Bai, that was my original name given to me. It is named after a goddess. But when I became a Christian, I got rid of, of that name. So anyway, my mother said that, you know, about this God, and she wanted me to become a devotee. So I was um, raised in the idol worshiping. But I was not really satisfied with these so-called gods. I was testing them. I want to know more about this God. You know what? Among 300, you know, 300 million gods, there was some favorite gods. And Rama was my favorite God. His name is Rama. He's very popular in India. And um, I was worshiping this God, and I wanted to know more about him. So one day I brought his book. Every God has books, you know, like a holy, so-called holy books. So the book I brought, and I was reading about that book, about that Rama. The God name is Rama. When I was reading, I was very discouraged, very much discouraged. You know why? Rama's book is saying that his wife's name is Sita. When Rama was not at home, uh, somebody comes and kidnaps his wife. So when Rama comes back, he doesn't know where about his wife. So then he goes to the people everywhere and he will ask, what, where is my wife? What happened to my wife? So he was so troubled and all. Then uh, I when I was reading that part in that so-called holy book, I, I thought, wait a minute, he's God. How come he do not know about his wife? <laughs> you see, a God must know everything. And uh, I was really disappointed. I said, no, maybe not God. Godly quality is not there in him. So I shut down that book and I said, no more Rama is a God. So I went and gave back that book and I, I went to the priest and asked her, another book I want. So he was asking me, did you enjoy this book? And I, I lie with him because yes. Because you know what, if I say the truth, he may not give me the other God's book. So I said, oh yeah, I like it. And I gave the book and I asked another book, another popular God, whose name is Krishna. I brought that book and I was reading. And this book, this God, about this God's story, worse than Rama. This God has 600 wives. But every God has so many wives. That did not bother me. But this God, so-called God, he was doing all the things which are very nasty. Like a woman were taking bath in a pool. He was hiding and looking and stealing their clothes and asking the woman to come out of the pool and worship him, worship him naked. What kind of God he is. And I said, 
no, he's not good. I don't want him. So I was testing all these gods. And you know what? At the end, I ended up no good God. So I said, my, you know, there is a small house for gods to keep the gods. I cleaned up all that and I said, no God, and I don't want to worship anymore God. And I was a science student, you know, I was a student. You know, science says that man comes out of monkey. That's what I believed. I believed that. Anyway, I grew up and I, you know what my ambition was? I wanted to become doctor. And I wanted to become doctor. I was, I worked, I studied very hard and I, I selected in the medicine, MBBS, like, you know, I wanted, I studied one year. But in India, for girls, marriage is so important. When you are 19 years old, right from 18 years, they will look for seeking, looking for a boy for you. In, in India, no dating. Parents will pick a boy for, a, for their children. For a girl or a boy, they will pick the, you know, wife or husband. So they picked the husband for me. And um, I was in the college, university. They asked me to come back and marry this person. I wanted to study. They said, no. Um, you study more. We have to give more dowry for the people to marry you. So no more study. So I was totally discouraged. And I was married to Abraham Lincoln. M my husband's name is Abraham Lincoln. Yes. And uh, I was married. And by 21 years old, 22 years old, I gave birth to three children, forgetting all about God and stuff like that. Became a housewife. One day, one day, you know what? I, give it, I, I gave up on God. I give up. There is no, I couldn't see any God, you know. I, I was seeking for the truth, but I couldn't find. So I gave up. But God did not give up on me. And one day, there was somebody knocking on my door. When I opened the door, a person was standing there whom I do not, I never saw him. He was holding a book and looking at me, and he said, you have time for me. I want to speak to you about one God. And uh, the minute I heard about God, you know, I was so tired of searching for God. I hate that word God because I wasted so much time. Uh, when I heard that, I said, sorry, I don't have time to hear all about that stories. And I said, in, instead of listening to him, I said, I'm not going to wait and hear all that. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. Man is reaching the moon. Those are the days we are living in. No God stuff. So don't go and work and live. Don't speak these things. God stuff. And I shut the door on his face. And I was, you know, I'll, and then he was not leaving my door. He was screaming from outside. He was, he was speaking. He was saying loudly. He was saying something and all, but one word went into my ear. He's a living God. This God is a living God. I'm going, I want to talk to you about live, living God. I know all about God's. Every name I know. I never heard about living God. You know what? I ran to the door. I opened and I said, what did you say? 
what is the name of that God? They say, he said, living God. You mean he's living? And he said, yes. Can you show me that living God? He said, yes. Come in. You know what? I wanted to trouble him because he said, living God. You know, I want to show, show him to me. He came and he was speaking to me all about Jesus. You know what? When he was giving me gospel about Jesus, I was comparing with all this, uh, whatever I know, all with other gods. When he was saying, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I was comparing whatever I read in the books. Everybody said, we are one of the ways. And nobody has a truth. Nobody said, I am truth. No God said, I am truth. And Jesus is saying that, I am the truth. It was very interesting for me. And then he was giving me all about Jesus. And finally, he said, Jesus, he said, he said, Jesus called one of his disciples by name, by name. Then I said, uh, how he know his name? And, he's, and that man said, he's son of God. He knows everything. Right now, he knows what you're thinking inside. He knows about you. He knows everyone. He knows everything in and out. He was saying, you see, that's what godly quality. Rama do not have that, you see. So I was very impressed. So God knows whatever I wanted. The Holy Spirit knows. And as he was speaking about Jesus, and he was saying, he said, at, finally he said, Jesus loves you and he died for you. That word I didn't like. There is again one more dead God. And I said, I was so angry. You said he's a living God. And now you're saying he's died on the cross. Whether he's died on the cross or whatever. But he's dead. I don't want to hear any more about these dead gods. I don't want to. And I was very angry with him. And get up, leave my place. And he was saying, no, no, please give me a minute. I want to tell you something. I don't want to hear I'm saying. But he said, please wait. And he said that Jesus, on third day, he rose again. And you know what? That made me like, what? Every God died and that's the end of the gods. And this God died and rose again. He gave the life to me. And every God came to punish the sinners. But here Jesus, he came to love and save me. What a difference. Then I said, I was totally convinced. You know, the Holy Spirit was convincing me. And I said, Oh, I love this God. I want him. What kind of statue he has? Idol. What idol? He said, it's not idol. It's only the spirit. You pray and he will come. He will wash your sins and he will dwell in your heart, in your life. And he will, he will change your life, he was saying. And I, I received Jesus on that day. And you know what? I cannot explain how I felt on that day. As if I, I got something. You know, all through my life, I was seeking for the truth. And in that, when I was 21 years old, I received this truth. And I became a Christian. And then by my husband, when he came in the evening, I shared with him. I was excited. He was not very excited. You know what, you know, in India, we have 300 million gods. Adding one more god is not an, you know, it's not a big thing. You see? So... We have enough gods, so you have one more, this living God, take him like, you know. But no, he's different. So I became a Christian, and then 
after my, like a two years, my husband also became a Christian. And the Lord helped me to bring him to the Lord. I cannot, uh, I, I cannot explain everything in detail. Sorry. Uh, because it takes time. But I just a little bit, a uh, uh, few things I will be sharing. So <clears throat> my husband became a Christian when we both are Christians, when we both are, for the, uh, you know, excited about Jesus. And the Lord asked us to do um, so many things to do for his kingdom, you know. And uh, God was showing me when, you know what, when you are bought with the price, with the blood of Jesus Christ. We are all bought. And when you, when God, our Father, bought us with the price, and he wants to use us, right? We all are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and we belong to him, and God wants to use. And there is a purpose, I believe, for everybody's life, right? Everyone has a purpose. So uh, to live without purpose, it is better to die than to live without a purpose, right? So God has a purpose to my life, I know, I believe that. So when I became a Christian, when you, 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 when you have Jesus in your heart, the way you see is different, the way you talk is different, everything will be changed, right? And the Lord was showing me the little kids on the street, little children. In India, we have so many kids. Can you please uh, change the, uh, so many kids we have in India. And <clears throat> I was, uh, I started um, seeing these kids. The Lord was showing me these children to take care of these children, all these children. And uh, they, they are helpless and fatherless, motherless children. Some girls are left on the street because girls are very much neglected in India because of the dowry system. You know what is dowry? At the time of marriage, you have to give a lot of money to get married for your daughter. If you don't pay money, nobody will marry your daughter. And after 18 years, if the girl is living in your house, everybody, it is very shameful to you. So parents really struggle very much. If you have two, three daughters, it is a hell for them. So what they do, because to avoid all that, when the child, girl baby is born, they throw them in the trash. Sometimes they leave them in the railway train, in the trains, sometimes at the hospitals, sometimes in front of your house, they leave the child and go. Sometimes in the bushes, sometimes they bury lie, alive. You see, those are the things. In America, they kill the babies in different way, but in India, they, you know, enemy is working everywhere, you know. So uh, the Lord gave me the burden for these girls. So uh, one day I was traveling in the train, railway train, and uh, <clears throat> there was a baby crying, some sound coming from somewhere. And uh, everybody was, uh, where is the baby crying? So we went and saw in the toilet, a three months baby, girl baby. All the passengers who are in the, in the train, they went there and took one, that took the baby and looked at the baby Oh, she's a girl, and she passed to others, and the other person took, oh, girl, baby, I don't want to. So the baby is passed from one person to other person, 
And at last, it, the baby went back to the toilet place. Nobody wants to take that baby. Nobody wants that girl because she's a girl. Because she's a girl. Even mother do not want that girl baby because she's a girl. She threw her there. And I took that baby and I brought her home. And I named her Cherry because she's very cherry. And uh, she's growing up in my orphanage. I have 63 girls growing in my orphanage. All these little girls, I save them. I bring them to the Lord. And today, they're all wonderful, wonderful way they're growing. We also do the mass evangelism because my people know, want to hear about Jesus. They never heard about Jesus. I want to tell you, we have 600,000 villages, but more than 500,000 villages, more than that. No pastor, no evangelist in the villages, no Christian. They have not heard about Jesus in these villages. So purposely, we walk into the village and we talk about Jesus. One village we were talking about Jesus. I was talking about a... Um, uh, uh, we have so many languages, you know, so many dialogues we have. So, Jesus, one of my Indian language, we call issue. Can you say that? Issue. Issue Masi. Issue Masi means Jesus Christ. So, I'm talking in this village, issue Masi, issue Masi, issue Masi. I'm speaking about Jesus in the village, in their language. After I finish everything, one lady came to me and said, I know what you're talking about. And uh, I'm glad that she received my, my message. Oh, you know, you understand what I spoke? She said, yeah. But I have that in my house. She said, you have that in your house? What is that? That what you're talking about that? I have that in my, in my, in my house. I couldn't believe. I thought, it's a picture. Do you have a picture? I said. No, real I have. What? You have a real issue, Masi? Yeah. So I couldn't believe. How come it? Then she said, come, I will show you. Her house is very close. She pulled, took my hand and pulled me to her house. After going there, she took me to a, a small table. She pulled a, a, a tablecloth from that. She, she removed the cover. And she was showing me that thing and saying, you are talking about this, right? You know what is that? It is a sewing machine. The brand name is called Usha. Usha machine. <laughs> I am talking about issue machine. She is thinking Usha. I said, they don't have any clue. They don't have any clue. They don't have any clue who is Jesus. Another, another man, he came to me and said, when I, when I, in another village, when I was talking about Jesus, he came to me very seriously and said, what kind of, uh, I want to give my vote to him. Like election time, he was thinking I'm campaigning for somebody. What is the symbol? Tell me, man, he seems to be good. I will give my vote to him. He doesn't understand what is Jesus saying. My people do not know about Jesus. They never heard about Jesus. 
still they give human sacrifice to their idols, to their trees, what they believe, to these, their own children they sacrifice. Can you believe 2017, 21st century we are? We are waiting for second coming of Jesus Christ. We are preaching and teaching, you know, end time, da-da-da and all. But my people are perishing without hearing the name of Jesus. My people should hear the name of Jesus. Many, many, untold. That's why I wrote one song, untold millions are still untold. Untold millions are outside the fold. Who will tell them about Jesus? Whom shall I send? Who will go? That's what God is asking. Lord, yes, Lord, I am here. Send me, and the Lord will use you. One day I said that, Lord, I am here for my people. I want them to know about Jesus, and the Lord is using. When I show in the mass evangelism, minimum, minimum 20,000 people will come. 10,000 people will come. They don't need the chairs. They don't need the carpets. They just come and sit on the floor. All I need is they sh I show a movie to them. A movie? Oh, they love movies. I show the movie. When I show the movie, everyone will come and sit and watch the movie. I will not show the movie all. Same day I will not show. Because I say, three nights, film festival I will say, three nights. Come all of you to this address, place, and all I will put. So they come. First day, I'll show a little bit. You know what? When it is really serious, when it is suspense, don't know what happens, that kind of stuff, I stop there. <laughs> and I say, okay, you come tomorrow, I'll show the other, other thing. And they want to, you know, next they cannot wait till next day. They, next day, you know what? More people will come. Because these people will go and tell others. You know what? This is what happened. Today we want to go and see what. We go with you. So people will come. So a lot of people. So we, go, we give gospel, you know. And every day we invite them. Altar call we give them. Who want Jesus? You know, see. All of those people are standing that I want Jesus. Crying. Sometimes we keep these big uh, speaker boxes. I'm not exaggerating. In the presence of God, I'm speaking. I see people crying, wailing in the sound boxes. Oh, like, you know, hitting them, you know. And they, they, they were on the, on the floor rolling for their sins and crying. It's nothing but the Holy Spirit God. Crying and asking Jesus into their hearts and becoming Christians. And then we will plant church, plant churches in that area. When I say church, it's not like a building, you know, many churches, house groups, in the, under the trees, you know, anywhere. People come together, we plant a church there. So that is how we are planting the churches there. Next, please. And then, <clears throat> so these are all, we have prayer ministries, like a prayer, continuously prayer towers, 24 hours. So they will be praying all over the places. My restoration churches, three three villages, three pastors, they have prayer towers. They pray for the Restoration Church of America. They pray. We, we have the pictures of uh, Pastor Hugh and all of them. So they put the pictures and they pray for you. So they are praying. 
you will meet them in heaven one day. You will know them. So, so God is so good. And uh, <coughs> we have prayer ministries. Then, <coughs> can you, yeah. Uh, so, we also do children ministry, vacation Bible school. We had 20,000 children, vacation Bible school, last uh, summer. I want to tell you uh, just a little bit about the vacation Bible school. We don't have curriculum. We don't have things like what you all have. But we write our own curriculum, and we do our own material, you know, and our small little bit crowns for the kids. They're very excited to bring one child to the vacation Bible school for five days. You know how much we spend? A dollar. A dollar. A dollar brings a child five days to the VBS, vacation Bible school. Guess what happens in vacation Bible school? His heart transformed. He accepts Jesus. And uh, one, of the one of the vacation Bible school, we challenged for the Muslims because you know, in India, we have a lot of Muslims. Wherever they are, they're troublemakers, right? But still, God loves them. And we must, you know, we must love them, you know, with the God's heart. We must, you know, the enemy is using them. So, one, one BBS, we challenged our people to love Muslims. Go give, pray for a Muslim. Give gospel for the Muslim. No doubt you will be in big trouble, but let us take a risk for the Lord. That is what we teach our children. So my children learn that. So one of the little boy, I just want to tell this small story. I know I'll finish as soon as possible. A little boy, a little boy who is in third grade, maybe 11, 11 years old. So every child is challenged. One Muslim friend you must see and go give gospel tell about Jesus. So this little boy went, who is his neighbor, a girl, a teenage girl. Her name is Gaushia, Muslim girl, only daughter. So he came and told about Jesus to that girl, Gaushia. She became a Christian. She accepted Jesus. Gaushia became so simple. You know what? Hearing by, you know, faith comes by. Hearing. So simple. God's principles are very simple. We make complicate. By hearing, faith comes. Hearing the word of God. That's what happened. That little boy went and said about, all about Jesus. And Gaushya was so impressed and received Jesus. And she stopped reading Quran. She started reading Bible. She's the only daughter. Very rich family. But someday, somehow, one day, the parents came to know. Because... They were cleaning her room under her pillow. They find the Bible, Bible, New Testament. The little boy gave the New Testament to her. And he gave, introduced Jesus to her. Also introduced my name to her. How you know? Who told you about Jesus? Auntie Lata. From Hyderabad she came. This is another town. Hyderabad she came. And she told me about Jesus. And she, she knows Jesus. She knows Lata, Auntie Lata. Anyway, when the family came to know that that girl became a Christian, it was very serious. So immediately, 
since she, she's a teenage girl, immediately they arrange her marriage within two days. And because they believe, you know, once she's married, she will be out of this Christian thing. That's what they thought. They don't know. Once, <laughs> once he's there in our heart, nobody can remove him, you know. And then Gaussia came to know that they arranged the marriage without telling, informing the parents. This girl took another girl's help and took my name. And uh, somehow my, in my address card, there was, an, uh, there was a phone number. She took my school phone number. I am running a school. She took the phone number. Anyway, she took a train. And without informing the parents, she landed in Hyderabad. She do not know where I am living. Hyderabad is a big city. It is like California. It, uh, maybe New York, like that. It's the capital city of my state. Everybody, she thought everybody knows Lata Lincoln. <laughs> she don't know. These two little girls, teenage girls, came all the way. And the train came to Hyderabad at 3 o'clock in the early hours. So that time they came, and because the two girls were there, in my, in, in my country, girls or women traveling by self, not safe. Not safe. People observe and, you know, so many gangs and all. So anyway, some boys were looking at them because they were, stay, you know, they're a little bit disturbed and all. They can make out. So anyway, they were following, and they were going to trouble them, you know, and nobody's on the road. They got down the train, and they went to this uh, telephone booth. You know, those days, no, no cell phones. So they went to the telephone booth. You know what is telephone booth, I'm saying? You know what? Still, we India, we have telepo telephone booths. Still, we have carbon papers we use. We are 100 years back, still living. But we are enjoying the old stuff, you know, still. <laughs> Still, hurricane lamps we use, you see, uh, still everything. But anyway, these girls wanted to call the number what they have. Their number is school number. I am not sleeping there. I'm not living there. So she, they were trying. Nobody's listening. Anyway, at that moment, look at how God's hand. At that moment, one lady, elderly lady, went to that booth. Because her house is close by, she went there. And she wanted to call the doctor because her husband was not well. So she went and saw these girls. Hey, in this hour, what are you doing here? They said, we want to call Auntie Lata Lincoln. And she said, I know her. She's my prayer partner. I know her. But the number you are calling is her school. She won't live there. But... And then the boys are troubling her, you know, behind them. And they told her, the boys are troubling us. So they said, don't worry, you come and sleep in my house. So anyway, she called me and said, two girls are asking your name. From where they are? Gaushia. I don't know who is Gaushia. So anyway, so she took care of them. Next day morning, I brought her. And I asked her. She said, I became a Christian auntie. Jesus is in my heart. I don't want to marry the Muslim. But my husband and me, we were very troubled because the Muslims are very bad. If they know that their daughter is in my house, all of us will be in trouble. 
So my husband called them, their parents. They all came, a bunch of people came, and they really want to, you know, kill us. And my husband was a very good counselor. He spoke with them. Anyway, to make the story short, they don't want to take Gaushya back home. In India, once the girl step out of the house, they will not take her back. It is insult to the family. So they leave her on the street, you know. They will not take back. It is insult for the family. So they said, we will not take her back. And Gaushya was happy. I can stay with Auntie Lata. And they say, no, 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 no. We are not going to leave you here because you will become worst. So they said, we are going to give you the punishment. So the, the, their family relatives were there in the city, Muslims. So they said, Gaushya will be like a servant. She has to wash the dishes, clean the floor, wash the clothes, and cook the food. She will be a servant. A servant place is very bad in India. Leftover food, she will be served. She has to sleep on the ground. I'm talking about Gaushya, the only daughter for a rich family. That girl became a servant. That's the punishment. So all through your life, you be a servant in that house. So she went to that house to be a servant. But you know what? There is joy on her face. Nothing could change her. Thank you, Lord, she said. All she wants is to keep in touch with me. That's all. But anyway, she went there. One day she called me. Auntie Lata, there is a wedding. Okay. In that house, another girl was there. Same teenage girl. So this girl, Gaushya, cleaning everything and washing everything, but singing songs. So the girl was observing her. Hey, Gaushya, are you not sad because the way you are living here? You are not sad. And still you are singing and happy? What is that? And she, she said, Jesus is real. He is the one who is giving me the peace and joy. And then that teenage girl said, I want Jesus. That teenage girl became a Christian. So one day, Gaushya called me, Auntie, there is a wedding in our family. Will you please come? I was scared. Muslims, you know, and they looked to me like I'm a, like a rival, you know, because I brought Gaushya to Jesus. And uh, I said, I'm not going to go there. And they, she said, no, Auntie, everything will be okay. You come. You will have a surprise. I said, okay. I don't know what kind of surprise Gaushya gave. I went there. All the, you know how Muslims seek women all one side and the men are on the other side. That is where I went. And here, the minute I went into the women where they're sitting, they all looked at me and said, praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, I said, I looked at Gaushya. What are they saying? And she said, Everybody became a Christian, auntie. Praise God. God is so good. But finally, everything came out, but everybody came to know that family, that they became Christians, and Gaushya became Christian. So they want to kill Gaushya because all the women's secret, they're not outside. Gaushya is the one outside, you know. So they want to kill his, her uncle, was very angry. So they brought, like, you know, gas, gas oil, petrol, petrol, brought it, and they said, they gave her Bible and said, okay, 
they they gave the punishment okay you burn the bible or you we will burn you if you burn the bible your bible we will leave you we will not burn you if you don't burn the bible then we will burn you you decide so they called me also to be a witness there so i went there gaushya standing looking at me holding the bible and she saying teenage girl 16 years girl beautiful girl holding the bible and i could not see any fear on her face she was saying aunty what do you want me to do what can i tell if i am in her place i do the same thing i said i said to gaushya anyway one day we are going to die what a good opportunity you have few minutes you close your eyes you will be with the lord don't ever dare to burn your bible my bible and me what a treasure you cannot and i was looking at her and she said yes aunt i am not going to burn my bible i love my bible i love jesus she said and the they our uncle wanted to put matches and burn her he wanted to meanwhile all her bunch of people her grandma everybody was there all the relatives and then finally before he wanted to kill her burn her a grandma opened the mouth and said sorry your grandpa your grandpa secretly worshiping jesus is no more his grandpa died if you have any respect to your grandpa let her go so just in the respect of that grand grandpa they left gaushya to go and gaushya you know god is so good god saved her you know what a, a, a student who did mba master of business you know a fine fine christian young man came and married gaushya and today they both are serving among muslims one small vbs my dear friends why i said or took the time and told all the story is one vbs vacation bible school one little kid could influence gaushya all he needs to do is introducing jesus can you not do that we can do that all we need to do is introduce jesus when we go to walmart when we go to malls wherever we go talk about jesus introduce jesus you know you lift him up he will draw all men unto him do not worry you know what we have that fear oh muslims i can't give him gospel you know many times i'm telling you a woman many times i have been in the jail police stations what not every time my city my police police people i am very popular but then everybody knows everyone knows but i may i'm telling you in the presence of god any time you go to that risky place god is manifesting god is bringing the high leaders to the lord god is bringing them to attracting them to jesus so any time the problem is there 
I said, Father, I am going to see your glory. So, you know what? Very simple life, I, it is very boring for me. Challenges I like. <laughs> it really, I don't like very smooth life. So when it, my husband, whenever he wants to go with me to the trips to the villages, he says, I will not go with you because you are very dangerous. <laughs> I said, yes, if you have guts, you come with me. He said, you know what? Because God is going with you. God wants to manifest. So, you know, so that is how we are giving gospel in this. It's not easy. It is a risk, but we are ready to take the risk. We are ready to take the risk. God is good. Same thing I challenge you, my dear people. And you know what? By, without faith, without faith, you cannot please God. You cannot please God. I have an orphanage. I have all these orphans, and we take care of the pastors. You know, this is the orphanage we have. All my orphanage is run by faith, I can tell you. I don't have regular sponsors, regular supporters, so-called nothing in the presence of God, I'm saying. My God is my provider. My Lord will supply all my needs. How, how you know? According to his riches. According to his riches. Never my kids went to bed without food. No lack. Even, you know, everything is provided by God. So my orphanage is growing. And you know what? Buffaloes. Water buffaloes. God gave water buffaloes. So we take the milk and sell the milk. And the milk, uh, whatever we sell, we feed the orphans. So the buffaloes, I always pray, Father God, send more buffaloes. So more buffaloes. And then these are all the widows. In India, a widow cannot marry. If once she loves her husband, she cannot marry. And people do not want to help widows because they think they are very cursed. God hates widows. Bible talks, God loves widows. But in other way, India law, Indian books, so-called holy books say, a widow is a cursed woman. Don't see her face. Don't help her because the curse will come upon you. So nobody wants to help a widows. So we brought all the widows and we give them a sewing machine and then they, we train them how to make clothes. They make beautiful clothes and they make beautiful bags. I wanted to bring here, but this morning I didn't bring. We sell them. They make beautiful purses. They sell them and then we make uh, small money and we give them the sewing machines for the widows. When you touch widows and orphans, you are touching the heart of God. That is God's heart. Please remember them in your prayers. And uh, we have these pastors, and we have Empower School of Ministry. We train the pastors to, to send them into the villages to church planting. Yeah, please. Next, please. <coughs> and these are all the pastors. You see the ceiling, no roof on one side. So we put like a tent. Uh, mostly our churches like that. <coughs> we are training 1,200 leaders every year. That's a church uh, pastors. Next, please. Because the, the, the time I'm rushing. This is another school. We started international school for the kids. <coughs> and this is like a, I, I, we call Isaiah 58, but the slums, lot of slums are there. How many of you saw um, 
slum dog millionaire. You saw? That is, the, that is the slums, that kind of life. Nobody loves them, so we go and give them gospel and we pray for them. That's all about India. And uh, please pray for India. I don't want to take much more time. But you know what? I'm asking you, how can you pray for us? How will you help us? I always say, your prayers changes things. Prayer changes things, right? Prayer changes things. So when you pray, change things in India. People need to come to the Lord. Come to know the living God. Like Lata Lincoln, many Latas are there worshipping idols. But they know to hear. Somebody has to knock on their door. And somebody has to tell about the living God. You see? So we want more and more people to go and to speak about Jesus to them. So please pray for India. And I always ask you to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Not more than that I ask you. Anything. Pray. I need prayers. Every day when you sit at your food, think about India. Just pray for India. When you see little children, little girls, think about Indian girls. They are in the trash. You know what? If I don't save them, they will be sold to the brothel homes. You know what is a brothel home? Sex workers, they take the little girls and train them, and then they use them for the sex worker. Their life will be very sad. I want to go and bring them. Lot of sex workers, teenage girls, I brought them out of that. You know what? You know how much I pay them money? $5, $10. And I bought them. The girls, I bought them, you know, and to release them from that. And uh, they are beautifully, wonderfully growing in Joyland. I have an orphanage, you know, promised land, Joyland, two places, school and orphanages. Please pray for us. Pray for the girls. Pray for the orphans. Pray for the widows. Pray for the pastors. Pray for the villagers. And pray for me and for my family. I have three daughters. All are married. I have six grandchildren. My husband's name is Abraham Lincoln. I told you. So he gone to the glory two years. This, by this December, two years. So um, as serving the widows, among the widows, I also became a widow. But you know what? God is with me. His presence is with me. Appreciate your prayers. I have brochures. Please take the brochures and pray for us. Thank you. God bless you. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We're glad that you were joining us today, and we hope that you were encouraged and empowered by today's message. If you would like to learn more about our church, please visit our website by going to r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.